Hello everyone! Today, Mark Conroy of Silver Sea updates us on what's new with the luxury cruise line. Join Mark and Ruth Ann Torero for this fascinating conversation. Welcome, Mark. It's really great to catch up with you again. Well, it's really great to talk to you also. There's so much going on at Silver Sea, and, you know, I think maybe the best place to start is the new ships. Uh, can you fill us in on what's going on in that regard? Yeah, if I can remember everything, there's so much <laughs> going on, actually. Uh, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, basically two ships coming this year. Um, uh, one that's garnered a lot of excitement is is the new ship, the Silver Origin in the Galapagos. You know, we've had we've been in the Galapagos now, I think, for about seven years with, with our oldest ship, um, the Silver Galapagos, and and uh, and she has the highest scores in, in the company. Uh, her that uh, promoter scores are over ninety. So, wow. Okay. Um, so that's which is amazing, and uh, and that's with an older piece of hardware. So we're pretty excited about this ship. When she debuts in July, uh, we should just knock it away because the ship was purpose built for the destination. All suites, all balconies, a um, lot of open space, a lot of uh, visual. And of course, that's a destination where it's you know it's very visual. So yeah. we're just really excited about it, and 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 the markets reacted very positively to it. So so that's one thing on the expedition side. And then of course we have the moon, mm. and uh, and uh, and it was kind of interesting that we decided to name it the moon, you know, on the anniversary of the walk on the moon. So that worked. Oh, that's worked pretty well for us. Yeah. So, uh, nice tie-in. And, uh, and then she's going to be a, a, a nice sister of of the muse with a few tweaks. Um, uh, I think the most exciting one is that the La Dame, our uh, our French restaurant, is uh, is going to be enlarged from uh, only 30 seats to 65 seats. Okay. Um, because right now I, I sometimes feel like the major D there because when an <laughs> agent can't get an important client on there, they send me a they call me or send me an email asking if I can break space for them. So so you're I like involved all day with them, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so what what I can do what I'll do now is that with 65 that means every guest in a I mean, every guest that wants to on a seven to ten night cruise can get to dine there at least once during the cruise, so that's oh, okay. that's going to work out. And the other one is this sea and land taste salt. Um, you know, for years people have been uh, asking me, you know, when the Greek islands, why do we don't have any Greek food aboard, or we're in India and we don't have much Indian food aboard. So uh, what we've done is we've taken what was Indochine restaurant and we're going to make it a regional restaurant for the places we're visiting. Okay. Uh, a logistical tough job for the chefs and the provisioning people, but a very exciting concept. So, uh, you know, and, and you can get as immersed in it as you like. Uh, you can just dine there. Or if you want, there's will be excursions with the chef and the purchasing people to go into the local markets and see how they buy things and, and what they select. And there will also be a cooking demonstrations to say, show them how they use the spice. So you can get involved in that as, as little or, or as not. So That's lovely. Uh, so that's, that's a that's, challenge that's for the exciting. chef, as you say, but it must be also oh, yeah. kind of creative. I mean, of course, it's an opportunity for creativity, but yeah, you've you've got to constantly be changing up things, don't you? Yeah, the, actually, the provisioning too is the yeah. you know because uh, <laughs> get getting the right spices in the right places at the right times. That's that's what's important <laughs> too. Those sorts of things. So, yes. and then so that's that's uh, then then it's not a new ship, but it it will be in all sense and purposes a new ship. The wind in August goes into dry dock for around 90 days, and uh, she's being converted like the cloud into an expedition ship. So what they do is they remove a lot of the hull plating at the lower part of the hull. They add reinforcement behind it and add on new thicker steel. Uh, uh, and then they also change the propellers and the rudders. And 
and then we basically gut the ship and, and refit it. So it's going to go down from uh, uh, 296 guests down to about 260 guests, uh, and we'll be outfitted with lifeboats. I mean, with zodiacs, and uh, and and we'll will be our second. Uh, a uh, uh, hybrid uh, uh, and and really luxurious expedition ship, and it will it will begin its season in, in November in Antarctica. And you know, the interesting that we 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 converted the cloud because we wanted to get in the market quickly, and we also wanted to have a platform where we could provide you know that great expedition experience, but also have a great hotel and culinary experience. And it and it's worked so well that that's why we're doing the wind. And and the other unintended consequence is that. Because of the fact that they're larger ships, they're they're almost eighteen thousand tons, even though they only hold two hundred sixty people. Oh, wow. But they 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 tend to be faster. So so for instance, the uh, typical expedition ship goes about fourteen, fifteen, maybe fifteen knots at the most, but usually about twelve to fourteen. So it takes forty eight hours to cross the Drake, where the where the cloud or or the wind can do it in about thirty five hours. So that makes a big difference. Or or they can wait till a storm passes and go in behind it. So oh, yeah. it gives them a lot more flexibility when it comes to itinerary planning than than a traditional ship does. And plus all the accoutrements of uh, you know multiple dining venues, uh, you know mostly balconies, uh, all suites. Uh, uh, you know, a one to one service. There's there are as many there are actually more crew members on the ship than there are guests at any given time. So that's so that's that's been very exciting and again very well received. So once upon a time, like twenty years ago, expedition cruising, you had to kind of rough it a little bit from what I hear. You had to maybe put up with accommodations that were not necessarily luxury and all of that's really changing, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't even that long ago. Actually, yeah. I think before Silver Sea got into it, yes. that's kind of what you had to do. You know, the it was an older ship, typically converted scientific ship. Uh, many times had bunk beds or single beds. Uh, sometimes even some of them, if they were converted Russian ships, had the the, the facilities down the hall. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, and 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 that that's where I think we've changed the the game with, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, people were very skeptical. Could we do it? But the great news is Conrad who, who runs our, our expedition business and plans it, uh, is really dedicated to providing that great experience. And then the hotel people take it as a challenge to be able to do the same thing, running the, the same sort of hotel experience when it comes to food service, attention to detail on an expedition ship that they would on, uh, on one of our classic ships. So, that's that's worked out really quite well, and, and we're pretty excited about it. Plus, it's it's made us the market leader in expedition in, in a pretty fast time, so Definitely. that's also good. And, you know, it was a natural because, you know, we have uh, uh, about 85,000 households in North America alone uh, in our past passenger base, and, 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 and things like Galapagos and Antarctica and the Arctic and uh, east and east and west africa uh, the, the the Chilean fjords are all on their bucket list and and so now what happens is that our customer doesn 't uh, have to leave the brand in order to experience mm-hmm. their wonder list places and they also don 't have to rough it they can do it in style and that 's what's i think that 's what really helps us. Because, uh, you know, it, everybody does pretty well in the polar regions, but the positioning voyages back and forth, you need a customer base to handle those and a ship that goes pretty fast. So that allows us to, to provide a great experience, uh, and not only just at the, the poles, but also in, in the places in between. Uh, so it's, 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 it's worked out great. So, so that's all that there. And then, of course, we're adding another ship, the Dawn, and in 21 mm-hmm. and then we have in 22 we have a new ship that we're not talking too much about 
we call it evolution class. It's uh, oh. it's going to be it's being built in Germany, and uh, and it, and there's one in 23, and and one more in 24. So we'll basically have doubled our capacity between now and and uh, and 2025. So uh, we've got our work cut out for us. But that but <laughs> what that but what that means is uh, more opportunities for sales. Uh, more commissions for our agent partners, and then of course it builds all of our base of experienced travelers. And as you know, in the luxury brand, particularly repeat factors are are critically important uh, uh, for the continual growth of the business. You know, yeah. on, on any given day on any of our ships, roughly 60% of the people on board have sailed with us before. So, uh, so that means I have to f- keep those people sailing more often, yes. and then find another 40% times two. So it's going to be busy. <laughs> it's very busy. It's very busy. But I know Silver Sea does have such a loyal following. And so the customers must be really thrilled to be getting, you know, details of the growth um, and your expansion and evolution. It seems like you're really evolving the product with every new ship that you're building. Well, you know, I think that's been one of the great things about the acquisition of, of two-thirds of the company by Royal Caribbean, because they gave us access to, obviously, capital. Uh, you know, before that, we were funded by a private owner, and every time he built a ship, he had to take his own balance sheet and put it in risk, mm-hmm. uh, where this way, uh, Royal, because of its size and profitability and everything, has access to cash. But they've also got access to uh, really a, 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 a lot of resources. Uh, they have a, a innovation studio over in the headquarters that has about 130 or 40 people in it. And all they are doing are they're, they're people in different specialties. Uh, some of them are computer scientists. Some of them are entertainment people. Some of them are architects. Some of them are interior decorators. Uh, some of them are f- uh, futurists. And, and what they're trying to do for us and, and for our other sister brands is make sure that when we build a ship, we're not building a ship that when it comes out, it's already old and dated, mm-hmm. where we're trying to build a ship of the future in the future. And, you know, that's the challenge with the ship. You know, you order it, and it's three years later, you get it. So, And, and the way things tr- change today, that's three years is goes by in a blink of an eye. So yes. that's a great thing. And then and the other thing is, is, of course, they... We had three people in our new building department, and they had 300. So <laughs> they've been able to help us expand our our, our, our new building capabilities uh, greatly. So, and then last but not least, they've they've it's been a great partnership. You know, Vicky's has a much larger sales force than I do at Royal, and yes. uh, and and I have 14 salespeople that can only really call on those agents that produce for us. Were were they because everybody sells Royal? They they call on almost every travel agent that sells leisure travel. So what they're doing now is in, is part of their sales program is they're also pre- representing a Silver Sea and a lot of agencies that haven't sold us. And, and the results have been amazing. It, it kind of goes to my – I've always said to agents who told me, I don't have Silver Sea clientele. And, and, I, and I always told them, I said, you do have Silver Sea clientele. You, you just don't know it. Yes, <laughs> and, exactly. And they're, they're proving that's the case because in the – in the, in the first few weeks, they, they've generated, the first few months, I mean, they've generated a substantial amount of revenue that we would have probably not got otherwise, which means great news for the agent who sold it the first time. That's fantastic. Yeah, you're probably having advisors having conversations about Silver Sea that they wouldn't have had before, and now it's just much easier for them to have that conversation. No, that's exactly that was exactly the ideal. Although uh, Michael did say that if if it if it got in the way of Royal Caribbean business, that I'd be in real trouble. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to share too much there, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly. Vicky's team you know, is they're great a, at they're that. They're amazing. Yeah, you know, when we, it's interesting when we compared our customer base when we first got together. We have the most overlap with Royal, and, and which surprised everybody because you would have thought more was celebrity and mm-hmm. maybe Azamara. But what happens, I think, is that when when people sail with us, they sail as a couple and. 
and when they take their extended yeah. extended family, although we get some of that business, a lot of them take their extended family on Royal, and as, as you know, Royal owns the the the, uh, the the business for families, particularly for children that are, I would say, over eight to ten. When you know Disney's no longer cool, <laughs> so yes, they right. get that. That's their sweet spot, and and so I, what happens? I have a lot of guests that I know personally that when they go together, uh, they they travel just with us. But when they take the family, you know, ten or fifteen, twenty people, they they go on Royal. So that's perfect. Yeah. The way it's worked out that yeah. way, yeah, yeah, it's like a full exactly. circle. Um, let's talk about some of the new destinations that you guys are able to go to. Um, I know, as you say, you have a loyal clientele, and so you've really got to keep them interested and keep presenting them with new opportunities to travel to places they haven't been. Yeah, you know, we have a visit over, this year we'll visit over 965 different destinations. So we go, we pretty much go everywhere the, the, the water touches land. And, and, you know, this year the world cruise, we're touching every continent. So, uh, but we got some, I think, the, the, so we're, we're always trying to find new places. But I think the other thing we're doing is trying to put different twists on places that we're already visiting. So, for instance, you know, we've, we're launching in, in, in the fall, in the winter, um, in Antarctica, uh, for those people that uh, either don't have time or don't want to cross the Drake's Passage, we're offering uh, this, uh, we call it the Antarctic Bridge, <laughs> and, and whereby guests will fly down to, instead of flying down to Ushuaia and joining the ship there, the ship will be based in Antarctica, and people will fly from uh, Punta Arenas out down to Antarctica, uh, will board the, sh- the ship for seven days already in the Antarctic Peninsula, sail, and then fly back. And, 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 and by the way, the flights down and back are in business class, so... It, it should be an amazing experience. So, and so it's it's really for that customer that's time starved, mm-hmm. or the customer that's been reluctant to go to Antarctica because of the Great Drake Passage. So, what we have is the two fast ships running Antarctica through the Drake because they can do it quickly and they're good, they can handle the sea very well. And then we have the Explorer station in Antarctica for most of the time. She has to come back every few weeks, but uh, and, and operating in Antarctica. Uh, the entire time she's there, so it, it's 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 an it's an amazing program. It looks expensive, and it is, but when you compare it to the the, the event, it's not much more expensive than the regular eleven days. And and the cool, I think the cool thing about it is your expedition starts in Punta Arenas when you get on this plane, mm-hmm. and when you land in, on on the uh, uh, on Antarctica itself wow. <laughs> in the jet. So that is yeah. that's a thrill, and you're saving all that time. I mean, time is money. Yeah, why well, you basically save. You're saving five days at least, maybe six. So, that's amazing. Uh, and, and the time in it, that's a lot of, you know, if, you, if you're going to Antarctica on a classic cruise because of the fact they're 10 or 11 or 15 days, and you have to fly down to Buenos Aires or to fly down to Santiago and then, you know, take that day there and another day there. So you're talking probably, if not a three-week, a two-and-a-half-week vacation where you can do this event of our Antarctic Bridge in probably 10 days at the most. So. That's that's amazing. That's a fantastic opportunity for someone because not everyone can get away for all that amount of time. Right. No, it, it is it is it is a factor. Where they we're doing and and we're, and we've always done this, but I think we're doing it a little bit more. Is uh, like our sister company Azamara, where we are spending more time uh, in ports overnight where it makes sense. So mm-hmm. places like Venice and and places uh, you know <clears throat> uh, like Istanbul and and places like that where where it it, it 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 justifies an overnight opportunity and a chance to go ashore in the evening. So I think that's um, so lovely because as you know, we've all been on cruises and as you're heading back to the ship and the sun is setting and you see the locals start coming out to the bars and all that, and you're like, I wish I could stay and do some of that, you know? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, And then the other thing, I think the other real cool thing we're doing is is that 
that instead of doing the traditional longer Panama Canal cruise, um, where we go from uh, uh, from you know Fort Lauderdale to LA or San Francisco, as we're doing a cruise c- coming up in the fall with with the moon, actually, uh, we're going to go from Fort Lauderdale down to uh, to Lima. Okay. Uh, so it, it's a 14-day cruise. You get the Panama Canal, you get to, uh, some great, you know, South American and Caribbean ports, and then you end up in Peru, and it's a great opportunity to do, do a pre or post uh, Machu Picchu package. So, so we think that's going to be a big winner. It's just a different twist than the canal, and allows you to, to cut, knock a couple of those bucket list places off yeah. in one trip. So that's the beauty of cruising. I say, you know, when you can go to one amazing destination after the other, every morning you wake up and you're in another wow place. I think that that's sometimes underplayed in terms of one of the really big opportunities for cruising is the amount of places you can go in a short amount of time, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, and the other thing that we were hearing back from the customers, what they really love is the fact that due to the size of our ships, we actually are able to get into places other people can't go. So, mm-hmm. for instance, and in, in, uh, we, we actually, with the with the shadow and the whisper, we can go all the way up to Sevilla instead of stopping in Cadiz. Uh, when we dock all of our ships in St. Petersburg, we don't go to the cruise terminal. We go to the English Embankment, which is about four blocks away from the Hermitage. Oh. Um, you know, so th- those are those are kind of and, and then my favorite is with the cloud and the wind. We can actually go all the way up and through the the Tower Bridge in London, and, uh, it, and that's a experience in, in, in itself. And we dock next door to the the Belfast, the historic warship that's there as a museum. So wow. we, when we say we do, we go to London, we truly go to London. You're so. in London, <laughs> yes. And the photo yeah. opportunities are amazing. The Instagram opportunities are amazing, aren't they? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I joke that when we first do it, people are waving and cheering and waving mm. flags and stuff. And then when they realize we're tying up the traffic in London <laughs> for about an hour, they're waving other things. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun for the first five minutes, right? And then they're like, all yeah, right, there you go. keep moving, yeah, exactly. keep moving. <laughs> Mark, you're really well known within the the travel advisor community and certainly known as a great advocate over all these years. Can you talk about how Silver Sea is working with travel advisors these days? Oh, sure. I I think that, you know, by the way, it's not because I'm altruistic, although I think I I, I can actually say this. Some of my very best friends are travel advisors. (laughs) uh, but, But the other side of it is it's not altruistic because, you know, we're a product that we in expedition we get first time cruisers but in, in our classic fleet 85% of our customers have been on a cruise before they've sailed with us and 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 the problem for me to do is find them mm-hmm. and that's where our agent partners come in because our agent partners have the relationship with the customer they know what cruises they've sent them on they know what trips they've sent them on so they can line somebody up and 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 really introduce them to uh, a move up and in, in, into our level of the marketplace and and tell our story because our story is hard to tell. I mean, it you know when I, I like to use Alaska, we have a we have a, a premium company that's based in Seattle that has exactly the same itinerary we do in Alaska, and we both start on Thursdays. They are they, we're in we're in Seward and they're in Vancouver and we cross each other and and for the same size suite on their ship. Uh, the rate is twenty four ninety five for a seven day cruise, and and ours is forty nine ninety five. So if the customer is just going through the brochure on the website and and they see the pricing, they go, well, it it could be better, but you know, can it be twice as good? Because it you know they carry me back to my cabin at night. You know what <laughs> what's the story? <laughs> what can and, they be and, doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 the reality of it's it, it's not twice as much because obviously with all the things that we include that mm-hmm. that the other companies charge for. Um, when you add all those things up, you know it. It, it uh, 
we're, we'll still be a little bit more expensive, but it might be 50 to to $100 a day. And then the question is, would you rather go to Alaska with 560 people or, or 2,500 people? So, uh, and, and, you know, it's great. I call it the virtuous circle because the agent gets basically, the customer gets a, a luxury cruise that they didn't think they could afford or weren't willing to pay for. Uh, the agent makes twice as much money as on the booking as they would sell in the other company for two reasons. Number one is we pay the commission on almost the full amount, plus we have very low NCFs. And uh, and then for me, the third place is I get a, a, a customer, and then the agent and myself, the advisor and myself, get a fourth benefit, which is uh, because we have such a high repeat factor, once customers go on us, they're they're very highly likely to come back. Ninety seven percent of them say they're coming back. Wow. So so it's kind of a a beautiful circle to get into. And once you can convert a customer into a luxury brand, chances are they're they're not turning back. And I think the same is true in Expedition. And and this is a little different because uh, it's it's knowing the customer and what and, and being willing to recommend uh, what they know themselves. So so agents are, are really 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 important to us because because when you're talking about an Expedition cruise, it's usually a fairly expensive of cruise and and uh and, and you're talking, and somebody has to convince the customer that it's worth investing the money to have this life, life-changing life experience. And, and that's where our agent partners come in, because they can tell the story. Right, and that's so important. And then also their customer yeah. trusts them. They trust them. So they have them. a working relationship. Because it's interesting, um, half the people that sell on our, our uh, Expedition brand have not sailed with us before. Oh, okay. So, which, which, is, which is really good. I mean, uh, and, and, it's, and the reason, and by the way, they're typically not even cruisers. Uh, they're the people that would, would look at cruising and have the misperception. Or they, they still think that we're like the love boat, you know. And, yes. and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so they wouldn't be caught dead on a cruise. And, 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 but, they, you know, if you want to go to the Galapagos and do it well, you've you got to take a ship. If you want to go to Antarctica, you pretty much have to take a ship, and the Arctics do. So what, what ends up happening is about the third day of the cruise, when they're having this amazing expedition experience, they're kind of looking at themselves and going, you know, I bet you they can run a pretty nice cruise between Venice and Athens. So, <laughs> so, so it's, it's able to convert that non-cruiser into a cruiser, which is great for all of us. Yes. You have somebody who's going for the experience and the destinations, but then they're like, hmm, there's really nothing wrong with this actual cruising concept. So as yeah, you say, it's not ocean what I thought cruising. it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. them on board. Because that's the trouble. You know, we... We in the industry always wanted to be a, a mainstream business, and we are now. <laughs> yes, right, exactly. So, yeah, got to get those. When you're mainstream, there's misperceptions about it. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not knocking the big ships. I think they're amazing. I mean, I, I think the fact that when I started in the business in 73, mm-hmm. um, a big ship was 700 guests, and now a, a big ship is you know 5,000 or more guests. And, and I'm amazed at the quality of product they can deliver, the great yeah. food, great service. The logistics all is 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 you know from an engineering perspective it's just you know it's just just amazing so. yes they know how to handle it you know they're prepared to yeah. deal with it which is that it's fascinating to see it in motion but you're so right about the travel advisor to be able to sit either face to face on the phone or even in an email just to explain the differences of a product do the math show them what's included but also just paint the picture and tell them what it will be like to be on a Silver Sea cruise, you know, what it's like to dine there, come back from a, a day excursion and, and have a lovely dinner. All of those, you know, magical moments, the consumer is never going to know about them until, unless somebody explains it to them. You, know, you don't know what you don't know, right? 
Exactly. You hit it right on the head. And, and what we try to do for our agent partners, because not everybody's been to the Galapagos or the Arctic or the Antarctic. So what we've done, and I think this is the strongest aspect that we have in our marketing, is our videos. We have, because of our relationship with Steve McCurry, we've shot some amazing uh, videos that are either on our website or our YouTube page that that really tell the story of what we do, and, and, and it tells it in such a in such a, a compelling way that it, it. I always tell agents every time I speak at an event, I I usually show a couple of videos, and I always ask them. I said, you know, when you go home, I want you to think of ten customers mm-hmm. and email them tonight, and I want you to embed the URL for these uh, videos into it and send them to it and say. I, I saw this video and I thought of you and send it to a customer you haven't talked to in a while, and I guarantee you'll get a phone call back. Mm-hmm. And, and and the reason the agents are willing to do it is because of the fact that there's no, at the end of the video, there's no call Silver C, there's no SilverSea.com. So so it, if the customer wants more information, they're going to come back to the person that sent it to them. And, and so I don't ask them to send it to their entire list because they won't get around to that. But if I ask them to send it to 10 and then send it to 10 more and 10 more, yeah. and it's re- I've had agents say to me that it, it's really working because it, it does tell the story really, really well. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you can put all that into words. And that's such a great idea to actually not put, like, the closer on it so that they have to get back to the travel advisor to find out how they can actually do the experience. And, and some of our travel partners, by the way, are actually customizing the trailer uh, for their individual agency members, which is even cooler. So that at the end of our video, it says Silver Sea, and it disappears, and then it shows ABC Travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's even smart. better. So yeah. yeah. Are there any other tools for travel advisors that you'd care to share with us? Well, the challenge that we face is because we, we have eight ships and we go to 900 destinations, mm-hmm. it's hard for us to put out a brochure that people that isn't look like a phone book. Yes, <laughs> so right. We, so we, we, So we do a, we do a lot of uh, uh, direct mail pieces that look like and act like and feel like brochures, smaller product-focused brochures. Uh, but then we have a, a really great program that I think this is the best program, and most agents don't think too much about it, is every week we push out to all of our producing agents – uh, a, a, uh, an email called Explore, mm-hmm. and and what that has in it, uh, it, it number one says your cust- your Silver Sea guests are going to receive the following emails, and it lists the emails and has a U- URL for each of them, and then it also says they're going to get this direct mail piece, and it has a link to a, a PDF of the of the brochure that we're mailing. Okay. So if you're a, an agent who has past Silver Sea customers that aren't currently booked, the great thing to do is pick up the phone or grab one of the emails and say, listen, I just saw this email. You must have gotten this email from Silver Sea. Um, and, and what do you think about it? Would you like to, me to book it for you? And it's another way, another way to break a lead. And, you know, all the pieces that we mail out, uh, we, we, we can't do it in email, but all the mail pieces we go out, they, they actually have the name and address and phone number of the last agent and actually last advisor who sent them to us. Wow. So, no, and my dream eventually is to get them to see it's uh, ABC Travel and it's my passenger, the Wilsons, the Joneses, and the Smiths, and list the customers' names there. So then that even makes it easier for the agents. Our, unfortunately, our technology hasn't quite got there, but yes. it, it's up to a start. So they should really, I know they get bombarded by emails all the time, but they should really look out for that email because it's got a lot of information, and it's information that their client's getting from us. So it's important that they have it so when the client calls and wants to book it, they don't have to go, oh, what brochure? Yeah, they have all the information. All the work's been done, basically, they have to just communicate with the client or be ready for the client to communicate with them. 
Exactly, exactly. Oh, so, great. and the last but not least, on our our site, we have a a great place. Uh, it, it's it's uh, Mice Over Sea, and there's tools in there. And there's a there's a marketing tool that's created by a company called Gage for us, and uh, and you can within about five minutes make a customized flyer for any departure we have. And again, it's one of those things that doesn't get used as much as it had, and it's such a handy tool. So it's mysilversea.com? Yeah, uh, yes, mysilversea.com. Okay, that then, sounds really great. Yeah. And then the agent has a uh, there's a login spot for the agency, and with the agency it shows the tools that are there, and one of them is this this tool that they can make their own. They can make a, a banner ad, they can make a PDF, they can even make a brochure and then have it send it somewhere to have it printed. So. And so you can make a, you could basically customize a brochure for every client you wanted if, if you wanted to take the time to do it. And like I said, if I can do it, if I can do it, almost anybody can because I'm a bit of a luddite. <laughs> yeah, they've got this whole toolbox at their fingertips, and sounds like it is yeah. very, very easy to, to use. Yeah. We're almost out of time. Is there? I, you've told us there's so much going on. There's new ships. There's new itineraries. But is there anything else that you would care to share about Silver Sea? No, I just think that. Uh, you know, uh, for those who haven't sold us for a while, we're we're a company that's made some amazing. We we always have had this magnificent product on board, and our secret sauce is really our staff and how well they treat uh, our our travel partners, clients, our guests, and 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 so that's always been strong. And what we're trying to do now is just truly bring the quality of the service that we provide. Um, you know, to the the advisor mm-hmm. at that same level. We're not there yet, by the way. We do we try hard, but we still we still make mistakes. But but we've got so many tools. You know, we include air now with every one of our cruises. We've got you know amazing inexpensive upgrades for business class. You know, six ninety nine each way to go to Europe in business class. Wow. You know, people ask me what scares me the most about traveling these days, and I say it with eight hours in coach. <laughs> so, oh, for sure, you're not kidding. <laughs> you're yeah, not so kidding. So I, I so so. We've got all these tools, and, and we've got a great sales team, too, and now supported by Royals. So if anybody really wants to try to sell us, they I think we have a lot of tools to help them do that. It sounds exactly like that. Well, Mark, it's great to catch up with you. I love hearing about Silver Sea, and there's so much going on. I really appreciate the update. Um, so thanks for joining us today. Well, look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, Mark. So much is happening at Silver Sea. We really appreciate you taking the time.